This is Speaking Well. I'm your host, Kari Anderson. This is the podcast about communication in everyday life. In each episode, we talk with a communication expert and scholar and explore how communication research can provide resources for navigating complex interactions. We will talk about relationships in politics, social media and film, public speaking, and private talk. In this podcast, we will offer straightforward but often challenging explorations of communication's centrality to our lives. Today, I'm talking with Beth Seymour and Dr. Scott Different about the ACT Human Rights Film Festival. Entering its fifth year, ACT screens artistically excellent films that explore human rights and social justice themes. ACT is led by Dr. Scott Different and Beth Seymour. Scott, ACT's Programming Director, is a professor of Media and Film Studies at Colorado State University. He has an extensive record of publication in film and media, including substantive work on film's role in engaging audiences on issues of human rights. Beth has a long history in development and planning in arts organization and is ACT's Managing Director. Scott and Beth, can you each tell me what you do at CSU? I am a professor of film and media studies in the Department of Communication Studies. I'm also the uh, director of programming for the ACT Human Rights Film Festival. Uh, I, in the department, I primarily teach uh, history, theory, and criticism courses, but I'm particularly proud that I teach a course on human rights cinema, which sort of ties into what we do uh, with the festival as well. And I am the managing director of the ACT Human Rights Film Festival, um, which is a program I work on year-round full-time here at CSU for the Department of Communication Studies. Thanks so much. Um, Scott, can you tell us the story behind the founding of the ACT Human Rights Film Festival more than five years ago? Sure. So our first edition of the festival was April of 2016. But I suppose the origins can be traced back to um, the fall of 2013, um, that was when I was very fortunate to receive the College of Liberal Arts William E. Morgan uh, Chair Grant, uh, a very substantial um, research grant uh, that was provided for three years. But beginning in 2013, um, which just happened to coincide with my sabbatical that fall, I was able to carry out research on human rights film festivals. Now, I, I had been going to film festivals uh, for many years, ever since I was an undergraduate student in film. Uh, I've been going... I. I've been going to film festivals in New York and L.A. and, and places like Seoul, but I'd not really focused on human rights film festivals or themed film festivals. In the fall of 2013, I began traveling to European and Asian human rights film festivals in places like Nuremberg and Geneva and Warsaw and Budapest, and I saw firsthand what worked and what didn't work so well from an operational and programming standpoint, but also just as an audience member. And I wanted to obviously bring back what was working really well at those festivals back to Fort Collins so that we might implement something along the same lines and create a, a really um, renowned event that would reach uh, many, many audience members, not just here in Fort Collins, but uh, around the region, uh, the Intermountain West. And um, I think we, we've been successful in doing that. A lot of that success goes to very dedicated individuals like Beth. Um, uh, Dr. Dickinson, Greg Dickinson in the department has been a champion of our festival. Um, Carol Bush, who does many, many things for the festival behind the scenes. Um, I think in the five years that have elapsed since the initial festival launch in April 2016, we've seen it grow considerably. And it has far exceeded my original conception. And it's gone above and beyond what I initially thought was just a, um, a good opportunity to bring people together in shared um, company around films that matter, movies matter. So I'm wondering, 
the experience of bringing that into the community of Fort Collins, has it taught you anything new about either film festivals or human rights, um, producing an event here in this, this community context? Well, I, I just mentioned that movies matter. That's, that's sort of my mantra. Um, I, I think that when local audiences here in Fort Collins have an opportunity to see a film produced on the, from some other part in the world, they are granted opportunity to step outside of their skin for a while, to walk in someone else's shoes, and to see what life might be like in uh, far-flung places. Um, and I think that helps to build empathy. It certainly contributes to uh, a greater sense of intersubjectivity and cosmopolitanism, a feeling like you're a global citizen. And that's been borne out, I think, in a lot of the, the, the post-screening commentary that I've witnessed that's been shared by audience members. I think that movies matter in really foundational and fundamental ways because they have contributed not only to shaping public opinion, but to creating policy change and legislative changes around the world. We've seen that happen in places like Britain and Kurdistan and Belgium, where uh, politicians and government officials have watched a film, and that has prompted them to actually uh, uh, revise existing laws or to create new laws. Here in the United States, human rights films are watched by members of the uh, Senate Foreign Relations Committee and their House counterparts, by members of the White House um, uh, National Security Council. Some people have even said that uh, George Bush's attitude toward Afghanistan was shaped in some part from having watched a, an Afghani film that he and Laura Bush watched in the White House. So movies definitely matter. They're not just sort of inconsequential ways to spend two hours of your life. If spent in the company of a film that can be edifying and enriching, you can learn a great deal about the world and its people. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, I've noticed one thing about um, everything that's going on in political culture right now, combined with the pandemic, um, how much the streaming services are kind of foregrounding some of their documentaries that have these themes or even narrative films that have themes related to social justice. And I think that that's an exciting indicator of people's eagerness to hear sort of these kinds of messages. But yeah, I think the times themselves make that empathy piece even more necessary. Absolutely yep. critical for it to be a productive community exercise rather than something that further polarizes us in our community. So thanks for bringing that, that empathy. Um, and speaking of bringing that into our community here, Beth, as managing director, um, you have direct contact with so many of ACT's audience members and supporters. Um, what do you know about the people who come to the festival and, and the festival's impact on them? So we have a uh, fairly equal representation of very young people or, or college-age students, uh, very young to me, I suppose, all the way up to uh, retirees who engage and uh, come to many of the films we produce, both during our um, Cornerstone Festival as well as some of our year-round programs. Um, in conversations I have with these audience members, they come for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's a specific topic that engages them that they're interested in. Sometimes a friend just invites them. Um, but overall, the overarching thing is most of our audience members deeply care about social justice and they want to learn more about the world and engage. Other audience members have told me that they're seeking their community and looking for people like them and they want to sit all together with people um, who, who build their spirits and help fill their minds. In some audience surveys, uh, people comment regularly that everyone they meet at the festival and talk to, whether it's in line or uh, in the theater, has something interesting and engaging to say. 
So I really do think in general film festivals create a sense of being part of something bigger than yourself and bringing people all together and learning about about especially with our films um, these topics which can be very difficult to process um, and and processing communally in a lot of ways helps um, helps people as well as hosting conversations and sharing different viewpoints helps people process through that as we've shifted to a virtual platform people are deeply interested in the films they're interested in artistry and the cinematic medium um, and they're interested in joining while we're physically apart, joining together and watching, um, whether that's with somebody, you know, across the room or outside at, um, I'm hearing students are setting up pop-up theaters and backyards with projectors. And, um, and other people have told me that they bought a ticket for their family member or friend who's across the country and they plan to concurrently, synchronously watch and join our live Q and A's. So while we miss being all together in theaters at this time, there really is a sense of bringing people together, even if it is in this new um, virtual medium. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting to see what sorts of communities we're going to be able to constitute uh, this time around, you know, as so many other activities in the pandemic. In some ways, you know, we, we miss the local face-to-face material contact, but we, we get to make connections across a much broader area and maybe even around the world. And that's really exciting uh, to be organizing that context uh, or that conversation in Colorado. Um, Beth and Scott, both of you, considering the experiences of the festival, the conversations you've had with filmmakers and audience members and your time with the films themselves, what what's a bit of advice that you have for our listeners? What are one or two things that you can share with folks that can help them in their everyday lives? Is, is there anything uh, that you've learned from producing the film festival that could be considered a life hack? Not sure if I would call it a life hack necessarily, but um, I think that actually just sitting down for two hours and watching a film is itself a a productive way to spend one's time. If you think about it, uh, on average, documentarians spend two or three years of their lives doing research and making films about subjects that most of us would have little to no access to otherwise. Um, Some of my favorite documentaries are made by people who have spent up to a decade of their lives shooting hundreds of hours of film footage that gets boiled down to a two and a half hour or three hour documentary. And if I spend those two and three hours watching that film, I'm gleaning information that many, many hours of research went into. Uh, So that's a productive way to spend one's time, I think. Um, From a more practical side, I suppose, one of the first things I did when I came to Fort Collins over a decade ago was get a library membership at the um, Poudre River uh, Public Library District. And of course, there are three branches here in town. Um, I, even though as a, someone who teaches film and media studies, I have a fairly substantial, sizable collection of materials from which to draw and teach from, DVDs and Blu-rays, I have consistently used their resource materials. Um, I uh, continue to access their online platforms and uh, educational tools as well. And as someone who's um, raising a young daughter, I am going online all the time to the Poudre River Library website to access their story time, their bedtime stories. And there are just a lot of free uh, educational opportunities available to many of us. And, and perhaps audience members, listeners already know these things, but they're, they're good resources to, to draw upon, especially at this time. Yeah, absolutely. Beth? And I guess 
again, I'm not sure I would call it a life hack, but um, but what I've learned from my experience working with film festivals and specifically with the Act Human Rights Film Festival is to lean into stories that might be hard um, because the human experience is tremendous and wide. And I am so inspired by the resilience I find in some of these films that um, – that I might otherwise shy away from, but have um, have instead decided to lean into and, and really engage in experience. And overall, I find it just incredibly empowering to examine the human experience and the breadth of what life means and how similar and how different we all experience um, this world together on one planet. So it just just the beauty of, of films and how transported how they can transport you anywhere and just really open your mind and build empathy and a sense of community um, well beyond our local, regional, even national borders. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Well, for sure, enhanced em- empathy and extended community is something that we need most of all right now at this time. Um, I, I know that I have my ticket to the opening night film, and I'm looking forward to having a, a conversation with folks across the hall and across the world. Uh, I just want to thank both of you for the hard work that you do to bring these conversations to Fort Collins, Colorado, um, and everybody who's watching digitally. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Speaking Well is a production of the Department of Communication Studies at the College of Liberal Arts at Colorado State University. We'd like to thank KCSU for their production support. I am your host, Kari Anderson. Until next time, be well.